0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 228. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 1 Samuel with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This episode deals with probably the best-known story about Samuel, or one of the best-known stories about Samuel, and that's the calling of Samuel, and it's probably one of the better stories in the Bible, just for sheer storytelling. And it goes like this, "...the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions." For your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning, and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son? Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked. Do not hide from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely. If you hide anything from me, he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. The interesting thing about this story, and besides it just being good storytelling, I mean, this whole thing with the boy Samuel doesn't know that the Lord is calling him. Eli doesn't understand at first that the Lord is calling him. And so there's this comedy of errors. As Samuel keeps going up and saying, what is it you want? You've been calling me. No, I haven't been calling you. You're crazy. Go back to bed. For those of you who went, there's a video version in the last episode that's a video my son did of this story. My son, who is planning to do film, so it's a comic version of this story, but it's a funny story to start with. But the interesting thing is that Samuel is going to be one of the great prophets of God one of the ones who really stands out historically, and I say this this transitional and pivotal character in the calling of the first two kings of Israel. But of course, Samuel doesn't, at the time he's born, Samuel doesn't know to recognize the Lord's voice. Even Samuel, who is a prophet of God, has to understand at some point who it is that's calling him has to learn to recognize the voice of the Lord. When Jesus talks in the New Testament and he says, my sheep know my voice, clearly that's something that's not an innate ability, but something that comes from familiarity. And this is a point at which Samuel doesn't know God's voice. Samuel has not been called by God before. And why would he even expect to be? He's living in a time when they say that the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And so when he hears somebody calling his name, of course he assumes it's Eli. How do we parse out who is, how do we figure out, how do we discern who it is that's calling us? Samuel had that problem. In fact, Samuel wasn't able to solve that problem. Samuel had to be told by Eli, oh, I understand what's going on. Finally, on the third time, it's God that's calling you. Someone who had more experience, even though Eli is a very flawed person, Eli who loves his sons too much to correct them even when they are blaspheming the name of God, even when they are taking their office of priests and doing quite wrong with it, as we learned last week, that they are basically using that office for their own gain and they have no respect for God. So Eli, who's very flawed, still recognizes, and it's Eli who is able to tell Samuel, this is what you need to do. You need to recognize that God is calling you and say, speak, Lord, your servant is hearing. You need to respond to God with humility. And it's ironic because Eli isn't able to do that. Eli, who is not himself flawed like his sons are, but he loves them too much and God too little to correct them. And that's what God says he has against Eli. What God has against Eli is the sin of Eli's sons which is tough. But basically, the house of Eli is Eli's sons. Eli has only his sons, and if his house will go forward with blessing from God, it has to be through his sons, and it won't be. In fact, he's already been told by God that his sons will die on the same day to show that what they have done is wrong, that what they have done is sin against God, and that God will not allow it. That God will not abide that, so last week we were told that God is going to call someone else, and this week we see that He calls a boy. He calls someone who is innocent and someone who is not used to listening to him, and will teach Samuel how to listen, and will teach Samuel to say what God has in mind, because Samuel will be a prophet, and prophet means to speak forth the Word of God, it doesn't mean to to prophesy like to tell the future in fact. I don't know that Samuel will often tell the future in his prophecies, but he will speak out and he will say what God has in mind. Getting back to this story, when finally Samuel recognizes that this is God calling and says, your servant is listening, God says, here's the story. I'm going to do something against Eli. And the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle It's an interesting expression here in the NIV, the New International Version, which is the version of the Bible that I read here on the Bible Study Podcast, uh, because that happens to be the personal version I use. I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. What does that mean? My guess is what he's saying here is, do you know how we talk about your ears tingle when somebody's talking about you? Well, they won't be. they'll be talking about Eli's sons, but I think the sin of Eli's sons is personal in the sense that Eli's sons have not been taking God seriously, and I think what he's saying here is that everyone will recognize in their sin their own sin. This will be a warning to Israel, and that's why God does it. It's not so much what he has against Eli's sons as he as the way that he wants for Israel. To behave the way that he wants for Israel to believe, and the way that he wants Israel to be obedient and of course, this is something that Samuel is reluctant to tell Eli, but Eli says, Tell me everything whatever he says and eli there is faith in Eli, even though we say Eli is very flawed, and Eli receives this second round of bad news, remember he's already been told his sons will die and die on the same day. He receives this with equanimity. He, he receives them and says, he is Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes with humility. And then this last paragraph says that Samuel grows up. Samuel learns to listen To God's voice, Samuel trains his ear to recognize God calling him. One of the reasons that we do Bible study is that God still calls, I believe, in this way, and I know people who've had more direct invitations from God. I think you still need to interpret that. I think you still need to discern that that is God calling. And one of the ways we do that is we say, is that consistent with the way that God has spoken in the past? Is it consistent with the call of God to the disciples? Is it consistent with the call of God to the prophet Isaiah? Is it consistent with the call of God to Samuel? Is it consistent with what God tells us in his word? And so partially also the reason why we study The Bible is to train ourselves to hear the voice of God, because God also speaks through his scripture. I don't know if you've been at a sermon, you've wondered who told the pastor about you. We had a preacher when I was in college who was a very good preacher, very young, just straight out of seminary, and he could preach for an hour and it wasn't too long. And now the other pastor could preach for 15 minutes and sometimes it was. But part of the reason why Robin, who was this particular preacher, when he preached, you would squirm a little. Perhaps your ears would tingle a bit because you wondered who told him about you. But he had insight clearly from God, and he was passing along, and as he talked about the Scripture, you would see things in the Scripture on this particular day that were appropriate for you to hear on that particular day. I've read through the Bible many times. As I go back to different sections, I see different things at different times, depending on what's going on in my life. And part of that is training our ears to hear the voice of God, as Samuel did. And with that, we're going to leave this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email to host at com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Chris2x, and as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take. But I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.